episode 101. And he's going to stiff me. And I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. And he says, oh, uh, there won't be any money. But when you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me. Good evening, Don't Run To Me fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Man, when you ask that question, I always think to myself, well, the answer's going to be I'm not doing so well. But I think now that um, after yesterday, I am over the moon and ecstatic and excited to get stuck into this podcast because I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be a good one. What are you talking about yesterday? Did something happen good at work? Or, I, I mean, I don't know. Did something happen yesterday? I, I know, you you know, your daughter's first day of school was, you know, uh, or college, I'm sorry, was yesterday or the day before or today. Well, I mean, is that what you're talking about? Or is, is there something else that, you know, we should uh, we should be aware of? Well, definitely, you know, school was good. You know, the kids went back and college's first day of, all those pictures were great, but... I would have to say the highlight would be the Scousers, who we haven't beat in four seasons. Um, beating them yesterday when I picked us to lose by four, five, six goals, I think I picked them to us to lose by. Uh, for us to play like that, oh, man, it was – unfortunately, my kids are going to get upset, but I don't care. That was the highlight of my of my day for sure. No question about it. You see, I think you – me and the whole world was wrong about the score prediction for yesterday. I mean, everybody had us done and buried, done and dusted. And you know what? Manchester, I mean, I mean, Ole did it. You know, Ole, Ole always brought his teams, his teams up to, you know, to play City. You know, obviously he's not his last year to play Liverpool because, you know, our last season because he got spanked, you know what I mean? And Ragnar did too. Uh, but it seemed like um, we always rise to the occasion, especially when it's a rival. And we did so yesterday. But yet, yesterday seems so different, you see, is that the we, we played, it seemed like the way T- Eric Tim had wanted us to play, but yet it was still a dynamic of the players that we still have. I know it was, you know, uh, he wants us to play out of the back. Uh, De Gea didn't do that. You know, he was just, you know, launching the balls. So that's not something Eric Tena did, but yet he still got, you know, the, well, the influence of what he wanted was the pressing, you know, the high tempo, um, tracking back, you know, just doing the small things, just, you know, doing just the small things that helped this team look so different yesterday. And yes, we, we can talk about the lineup, and we'll get into that, but yet our uh, the way the tone, the tone that was set, I think at the end of last, last you know, the Brentford debacle, the tone was set on Sunday, you see, uh, I believe. And it was, 
it was kind of like because um, I've heard reports, you know, I've read, you know, I've read some things that yes, Ten Hag got his players, you know, that they had to run what, over eight something, you know, eight and a half miles, close to nine miles, last last Sunday after the Brentford match because Brentford outworked them. <clears throat> but I was surprised today to read that the coach also ran with the players because he said, I mean, they're saying that he wanted to, you know, to come across that I, it was also my fault that we got have lost these past two matches. So the tone that was set, I guess, since last Sunday, you saw it on the pitch today, yesterday, you see. You saw Bruno. You saw, uh, I mean, which I think we're, you know, both of us can agree. We're just getting tired of Bruno's antics of him making passes and throwing his hands up. You know, uh, you know, Marcus Rashford not tracking back. I mean, we just we just been very sick and tired of the players' attitude the past two matches and going into last season, to where it yesterday, I don't, I, I just, you know, it wasn't the same players that we've seen the past couple of, you know, the you know past couple of matches, and it was very refreshing. Um, yes, he changed the lineup. Um, Ronaldo was dropped. Maguire was dropped. Shaw was dropped. And to, to the credit, I mean, I think everybody he got it spot on because what Rashford did up top, um, you know, just putting the pressure on the defense on on on, on Van Dyke and, and Milner and um, you know uh, Malasia doing Malasia did um, Martinez basically telling what he gave the he gave the Dikembe he felt like he gave the Dikembe Mutombo to the, 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 the wag, you know, when Dick, you remember when Dick K. did the, the not in my house bullshit, and basically he did that to, to Salah, you know, when he kind of shoved him and they you know, kind of like ignored him, and it was just what we saw yesterday. You see, I just, I, I, I don't, I can't, I don't have no words. I really don't. It was very refreshing to see a Manchester United club go out and do what we used to do in clubs back in the day. Yeah, the, the possession. The stats don't, you know, the stats don't tell the true story of, of the match. I think what Liverpool had what seventy, close to seventy percent possession of the uh, of the ball, to our thirty something, uh, but it just, I didn't see that. I mean, yeah, towards the end of the match they were kind of bombarding our, our half, but it seemed like we kind of went back into a defensive, uh, defensive mode. But it, we, you saw the aggression, you saw that the, the tenacity. And it was just refreshing. I mean, I I am in this. I'm in the same camp with I think every fan. There's no way that you can't be excited, um, but I'm not too overly excited. Uh, and my and my thing is, you know, they've done this to me before, where they've played absolutely amazing, and then they rip my heart out the next week against a lesser team that we should be dominating. So, you know, if if you're breaking it down. I think I think the first thing to start off with is is the opponent, right? Who who are we actually playing? And Liverpool, for me, good club, um, not a great club when everyone's not uh, not there, and also when they're not in form. And I think Virgil, who is probably their best player um, right now, is clearly in horrible form. And I'm listen. You go out there and you play who you're you're up against. I mean, we played two lesser clubs and got destroyed. We played this bigger club, a lot more trophies won and this and that. And 
you know, they didn't have their players. I didn't think their best ones were in form. And for me, I thought the possession was the way that it was going to be. I just figured they would actually do something with it, and they didn't. And we countered, um, and, and we actually won the game. So if you, if you look at, you know, what we were able to do, quick passes is what he's been preaching, what he's been talking about forever. Um, those one touches, I mean, the Alonga that should have been scored, but he, he hit the post. It's bang, bang, bang. Bruno's on the floor, pass, and Longa should have scored. It's Tony, quick, quick, quick touch to Rashford score, you know, getting in behind. Same thing with the second, the, the second break. We go on a we go on a break, we're running towards players, get inside the box, Sancho score. So no, the possession was exactly what I guessed right, but the score was I was absolutely way off. So um, full credit to Ragnick for getting it right off the off the jump. Ragnick, um, not Ragnick, excuse me. Tim Hoff for getting it right um, off the jump. We just have so many managers. Sorry, <laughs> this is the third one and not too long. Anyway, great job on him. His part, he deserves a lot of credit um, for making a bold move. Rashford's not a striker, but he can run. Uh, he put him up front uh, and he he pressed fairly well. Um, fair play for dropping Shaw not in form he uh played him as well and you know to his credit Malasia came out this is his first ever signing uh as a as a as a united manager and he did well as, as well fair play for dropping the captain this was a big controversy before the season started he named him before there was a ball kicked he dropped him so fair play to rag to, to tin Hawk for getting it right for take making bold moves and sticking to his guns as far as saying these are the kids that are going to run around and press. I thought the press was impressive. Um, it, it was a little lackadaisical after about 20 minutes. I thought it picked up steam again, um, which was encouraging to see. And so that leads me to believe that he's trying to not burn these kids out, but maybe you know get the fitness levels up and up and up a level. So they're not just running like a pack of wild dogs for no reason. They're actually, you know, pressing as a unit, which is what I've been screaming for forever for them to press as a unit, not just Bruno goes and then one guy goes, nah, I'm good. And he was still upset. Bruno was still pissed uh, at the fact that they weren't still pressing the way he wanted them to. But I feel like when you put a striker up there who's going to start the press, it's difficult for a team, any team in any league, to, to beat that, especially when you got athletes. So, I'm 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 excited. I'm happy, but I'm not naive enough to think that this is just who we are now. This is just this is it. We got Casemiro. It's over. I like Ten Ha said after the match. Can we consistently do it week in week out? One of the commentators said, you know, can you do it against you know West Brom on a on a stormy Saturday when it's cold and there's you're not at home and you don't have the fans and fair play to the fans who. You know, showed up outside, came inside, which is a little disappointing. But they were uh, they were the twelfth man. They were on it from the jump. Uh, I think I think uh, Martinez has a lot to do with that for the fact that he pushed Salah over and 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 shoved him after he got up, pushed Milner in the head. I mean, he was just he was at it from from the start. So um, good energy, good team press. You love to see it. Um, I just, for me, I would like to see a little bit more consistency before I actually buy into this is who the Manchester United team is is going to be. Because, I mean, if it is, if we're going to get this every week, it's, we're going to be hard to beat. We're going to be really, really hard to beat.
Yeah, no, obviously yes, because it, we showed pace, EC. I mean, we showed pace, we showed tenacity. And this is what I've been screaming for, um, like, and how many, I don't know, the whole last season seems like. And Eric Tenex Eric summed it up basically at the, in his post-match interview, uh, when, he, when he basically had the Freudian slip of uh, what he saw it, when he said, you know, this is how we fucking play football. Um, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that he said, when he talked about Brentford, was it that? No, no. It was the, it was the interview with, um, it was the interview with uh, uh, Gary Neville, Jimmy Carragher. Did you get a chance to see that one? It was before the, it was before the match, but it was like a 20 minute interview. No, I didn't watch it. Okay. I didn't watch it. Well, it was, you know, they asked him how he settled in. And then, obviously, they talked about Brentford. He's like, <laughs> Eric Ten Hag said, he's like, it doesn't matter what your tactics are or what, it, you know, basically in a nutshell, he said, it doesn't matter what your tactics are. You can have the best tactics. If the other team is given more effort than you, we're going to lose. Which I've been saying for, I don't know, a year since, you know, I don't know how long, DC. Effort. That's all that matters. It's giving your heart and soul to the club and this team had been lacking that and this manager reaffirmed what i've been saying yeah but again i think i think what you're what you're listening to because i heard the same i heard the same thing after and he said he said both i know i understand where you're coming from when you say give effort but you have got to have a tactical idea of what you're doing you have to so he he said both the interview after the game, which I did listen to, they specifically said to him the tactics. And he said, no. He said exactly what you just said. You have to run. You have to give effort. But, yes, the tactics are important. He said that. Yeah. I listened to that interview. Yeah, so gonna, it's, not about, it's, it's not about just one. It's about having both. You have to be able to balance and have both. You have to have an idea. You have to have a plan. And then you have to work hard. So the the notion that you can just go out there and run around like a, a crazy person and not have any idea of what you're doing, that's not what his beliefs are. That's not what his philosophy is. That's maybe Ole's, but that is not Eric Ten Hag's philosophy. He has a tactical scheme, which you saw we dropped into and played deep. I don't know the last time you can you can tell me a better time when you remember us actually playing defense as a team. I can't remember it. That's a tactic. So, it, oh, so that far back, it's yeah. been that long since we've actually had a tactician. That's what Jose is. Jose not a Jose does not go into the to this meeting with his guys and go, "You do what you want. You do what you want. You figure it out. You figure it out." And as long as we run hard, we're going to win. That's not Jose, and that's not Eric Ten Hawk. So, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you're ever going to come around to believing that there has to be some sort of a tactical idea to what these managers do. I don't agree with that. I think you have to have both. I think if you have a tactical plan and idea and you run hard, because again, you have to think, this is what Tenha said after the last game that we lost. When the tactics go south, that means the plan, the idea, the ideology goes out the window after you go down a goal. He said, you can't quit. You can't just go, well, we're just going to stop doing it because you got scored upon. 
you have to keep what going been doing? and keep going. What have our players been doing? Even with in my in my honest opinion, the past two matches, what they did, they quit. In my in my honest opinion, what I've seen over the past two matches is the moment things go south, everyone follows suit with it's over. So that to me, he said it. He said this as well last night. Bringing in Casemiro is not just about bringing in one of the best CDMs in the world. It's about leadership. And if you don't have that leadership or someone to look to when things go south, then the whole team can switch off. So again, I have a plan. I stick to the plan. When things go south, I have someone to look to. So I, I under what you're saying about running hard, there's not a person on earth that's going to go, that's just stupid. No, no it is. Did. It is important. You did. You because did. you're saying that's the sole thing, and that I don't agree effort, with that. You see, effort. That's all. I don't effort, agree with that. I, you can put in. Listen, I don't agree. And 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 again, if you can find me the coach who's consistently winning Champions Leagues, who's consistently winning Premier Leagues, who's consistently winning La Liga, that has no tactics. Zidane. That just says. Zidane. That just says. Zidane. Run around. Zidane. 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 No. Zidane. Zidane has no tactics. He's the best player. Name. I. I want you to tell. I want you to tell me what formation. Zidane. I want you to tell me what formation Real Madrid ran when he was there. This is th and this is and this is again the shot that people take at Zidane because of the simple fact that he had the Galacticos and they think he just he just said go figure it out. They had no plan. They had no tactics. That that to me is the worst. You know who had no plan and no tactics and no idea of what was going on? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That's a man who got put into position and said, "Figure it out." So I don't I I, I don't even have to think for two seconds that these players thought to themselves when Zinedine Zidane, who's one of the greatest midfield players to ever play, who understood the game and was and studied the game, went out there and said. Go figure it out. I, I can't believe that that's a narrative that's actually out there. What I what I'm saying to you solely is what what I'm saying to you solely is I will never in my life because I got to see it in living color believe that there's a manager out there who's consistently winning things that goes guys as long as you run around it's gonna work out. I don't I, I don't care what we do. We don't have to practice. Like a chicken with a haircut off. I said, give some fucking effort. When you see Paul Pogba, you know, fucking, you know, fucking skating around in the back, this fun, and you know what I mean? You're a fucking multimillionaire, man. I'm tired of this narrative that, oh, these are human beings. No, you're paid. Do your damn job. Dude, just do your damn job. Do what you're paid to do. Again, you have to have both. And if you don't have a belief... You can go all the way down to a high school level, which I'm able to watch more than than most because my my girl plays and I stay for the boys game. And I actually get to listen to the kids talk about what they're trying to do. And I can hear them say it's not working. I can hear them. So just imagine, just imagine you're a multimillionaire. That's where people get lost in the sauce in the first place. And a manager spends all week talking to you about what you're going to do. And you go out there and it doesn't work. That's where you have to say to yourself, your point, which is why I'm saying you have to have both. Okay. You can't switch off. You have to keep going and keep going and keep going. You can't just go, 
well, since we're down one nothing and we worked on this all week, the coach sucks. I'm not going to do this. It's, you can't do that. Well, I agree with you that's there. That's the tactics point like you're talking about. The tactics no, are good. The, the ta- Let me pout. Let me pout. Let me just, that's not a tactic. Let me that's not a tactic. That's a mentality. Around, you know, just, oh. That's a mentality. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. The thing that Ten Ha said, the reason, like like I said earlier, where, where Casemiro was brought in was to be a leader, was to show that, hey, if things go south, it's all right. I've been involved in Champions League finals. I've won the league. I, it's okay. We're going we're gonna to be all right. He needs more of those guys. So I, I agree with you. You should run around. That's great. Yeah. But with purpose, with an idea, with a thought in place, yeah. those two things have to marry. Otherwise... It doesn't work. Well, again, like you said, uh, he said it twice. Uh, it doesn't matter your tactics. You just have to give effort. And Brentford and, and, and Brighton. He did not no, say that. Yes, that's, he did. That's not what he said. No, yes, he did he not. Did. Jesus, go, hey, go you're go, listening go, You're go listening to one part of the side of you want to hear to be able to push your narrative. He did not say it. Okay, Brentford and Brighton didn't whoop our ass. But okay, Let, let's play ratings. Play ratings. Let's go What's play that ratings. got to do with yesterday's game? Nothing. I'm just saying you just give effort. We would have lost that game regardless because we had leaders on the pitch. No, we had zero leaders on the pitch. That's mentality. What am I giving him? Yeah. What do you what do you me yesterday? Because I mean, he was. I mean, he he was. We give him a six. I give him a six. I wouldn't give him anything. He made one kick save, which I thought was great. He came out and punched the ball once. He never does that. His distribution was poor again. All he did was kick it out of the back. Uh, he played one ball to Varane, which I thought, why are you playing it to Varane there? You should have just, again, hoofed it. That's what it's going to be. He's going to make great saves with his feet. That's that's what I think he's one of the best in the world at doing. Um, he's not going to come out of the box, which it's horrible. I was sh- shocked that he punched the ball. Um, and his distribution is going to be what it is. We're going to have to live and die with that. I don't. I think that's going to hurt us in bigger games where teams can actually bring on players to, to effectively change games. That game would have been completely different if Liverpool had her, had their subs. It would have been completely different. Um, when you have to bring on a 19-year-old midfield player who, for me, I think he changed the whole game. Um, it would have been completely different. So I would I would I would give him a six. Seven. Seven. I thank you. Thank you. He, he, he she just said you need to put respect on that man's name. That's what he said. She just said right there. She didn't even watch the game, but I watched some of it. I watched the end of it. I saw the other team scoring. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I heard you. I heard you in here cheering. Uh, I was screaming like crazy person. So, no, I, I give I give him a six. Six? I'm going to go with your wife. She, she's, I think, out of both, out of the two of you, I think she's, uh, she knows football a little better. Let's put it that way. Uh, and now, they have leaps and bounds better than what he did here. I mean, last week. And the week before that. Right, you know, I'm at, and I'm tired of this narrative. I mean, I knew you mentioned it about Liverpool. I know you mentioned about Liverpool being uh, the subs and all that. It is what it is, man. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you you play who you have. You know, I mean, I mean, okay, we can go and complain. Well, you know, we don't we don't have the players that Ole Ragnick wanted or. You know, we can make excuses. I'm tired of the, you know, I'm tired of the excuses, you know, of Liverpool and what they had. I mean, we'll get this into the the, the Casemiro thing because 
I know uh, when we talk about him, I mean, but some of their players, you know, you can't make the club in the tub. I mean, just like some of our players. So I'm not going to take that excuse. I think uh, De Gea did well. Um, I think the back, I think his communication with Varane and and and, uh, and, and Martinez were um, were good. It's just unfortunate that you know that Salah had that header, you know, with Carvalho coming in and you know just disrupting, you know, just doing doing the work. Um, but no, I'm a seven. I'm gonna agree with your wife. I think she's uh, she's a lot prettier than you, and she, <laughs> she's a lot smarter than you too. <laughs> I will definitely, I'll definitely let her know you gave her some kudos. Let's get over the black and line, you see. Let's go two backs. Delot and Tyrell Malasia. 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 There you go, Malasia. Okay, I the if I'm delayed, I'm you're in and out, so I can hear you that I can't. I would Malasia. Um, man, God. If we could just bottle that up for him, I would give him a solid eight. Um, Salah ripped him up once, kind of kicked it over his head and, and got past him. But the thing I liked about his game yesterday was that he didn't, you know, a lot of times when Shaw will kind of admit he's beat and then he'll kind of run back in a defensive pattern, Malasi just goes at you. And he says to himself, they're going to win this ball or you're going to go past me. And a lot of times yesterday he won the ball. And against, I think, one of the best uh, strikers in the world or left wing wing players in the world, um, he went he, he went toe-to-toe with them for most of the match. And to do that on a national stage, the whole world, that was the only really big game on, um, I would give him a solid eight uh, for sure. And a lot. Diego... Gosh, I mean, yes, he he got rinsed a couple times, but um, I'm going to give him a nine just due to the simple fact that I've n- I can't remember the last time I seen my right back and my right center back high fiving after blocks and tackles, and he was a part of that. He was a part of that kind of aggressive. I'm going to get a yellow card here or there. I'm going to you know, going to tackles, he still got up the pitch, um, just comfortable on the ball. I mean, I'd give him a solid nine. Well, I'm going to agree with you on the scores. I'm going to flip them. Uh, I think Diego, yes, Diego had a solid game. I mean, it, I guess we're compare, we have to compare him to what we they've done in the past. So, yes, our and then also the victory that we had. So, yes, our scores might be a little inflated, guys. But what they did, we haven't seen in a long time. You know, Delot, I mean, I think it's been in um, – that position has been entrusted to entrusted in by Eric Ten Hag. And I think um, what it, <coughs> Jose kind of had the vision for him. Unfortunately, between, you know, Jose, there's Ole, and then Ragnick, you know, he got lost in the mix. So, think about if he – Got you know, gotten some you know more time at the starting position of what he'd be, but I think he's kind of like coming, coming, uh, have a you know, coming of his own, you know, uh, through Ten Hag, and hopefully he gets the time. Um, but what do you like you said, what he was doing yesterday, I think they set the tone, all the back four set the tone of the match and saying, you know what, not in, not today, not in my house. So we give him an eight. I'm in love with this man now, EC. I, I know 
I, uh, I said the same thing about Bon Basaka two years, two seasons ago on this pod. Uh, but I'm we all not- did. <laughs> you're lying. If you, you're lying if you're saying you didn't think he was going to be the right back for the next ten years. You're lying. I know. I, I gushed over. You know, I gushed over Basaka. So let's hope I don't give this young man the you know the the curse. You know. Let's hope. Let's hope I don't give uh, Malasia the curse. But this kid, you see this this young this young gentleman. I don't know. I mean it. It was refreshing to see him unfazed by the big lights. He came out. I mean, you saw him like, you know, just the aggression he was showing the pitch. Like, yeah. And then, you know, smiling. And, you know, like even when he, um, I saw I saw pictures of videos of even when he was walking up during halftime, you know, just taking, the, taking it in. You know what I mean? Taking this atmosphere in and saying, you know what, whatever, dude. Yes, I mean, I mean, who's not gonna bust up? You know, Mosala's gonna have his moment, but when he bottled Mosala, you know, pretty much the whole match, this this young man, I mean, I don't know. You see, I don't. I hope I'm crossing my fingers. I'm crossing my fingers. He's the next Patrice ever, because I mean, you see kind of that. You see that in him. Let's see if uh, he has. You know, he could be consistent, and that's what I want. I mean, Luke Shaw, I'm, you know, farewell to you. You'll be a good backup, you know, but I want I want to see more of him. I want to see more of Malasia. More of Malasia. All right, you see. <clears throat> Let's get into the, C, the center backs. The man that got busted up last week because he got taken off at halftime, and he's been, he's been, um, you know, made fun of because of his height. Our new signing, our second signing, Martinez. And, so, and Martinez was my man of the match. I, I give him a 10 out of 10. Um, I just, he set the tone for the whole game. When you when you knock over the other team's best player offensively, when you make sure that you run into him on your way back to your position, that set the tone for the whole game for me. I was I was fired up. And I wasn't even anywhere close to England. I, I mean, I was ready to go when I saw that because I felt like that was infectious. I felt like that got the crowd going. That made the other players go. And, you know, Salah, which he just does what he does, he smiled. And I was thinking to myself, he's not playing with you. He's not here to smile with you. He's not here to be friends with you. He's not here to, you know, get your T-shirt after the game's over. He's here to kick your ass. And I that's how I felt from about two minutes in. He was there for a fight. And that's his nickname, you know, is, is to be this crazy, the butcher, knock you down. I mean, I saw him put his whole palm on Milner's head and just mush it into the ground. And Milner gets up yelling at him. He just goes back to his position. So, you know, that to me, when you talk about running around and you talk about I, I, I'm more of the, like, are you going to be a dog? Like, who's going to be a man? And I don't care how tall I am, how, how, how short you call me. They call him tiny. I'm, I'm going to get in your face the whole game. I'm going to, I'm going to clear out every ball with my head. I'm going to clear out every ball. I mean, off the line. I mean, he basically saved us a point by stopping that ball there. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't rate him because, you know, his, some of his passes were a little, a little off, but he did make two, which I thought were pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. 
one of them actually led to a, a chance. So for me, um, no, I, I, I hope they keep that, that partnership. I know he probably listened to the clippings. I know he was embarrassed by getting pulled off after not even an hour. Um, and he responded. So again, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's so toxic to watch somebody play so great, to watch these kids play so great, and then the next week they go out there and they look like they don't know what the hell is going on. So I hope they can do it again and keep it, keep that energy bottled up, stay healthy. They look like they like each other, which is weird. I don't think I've ever seen McGuire get pumped up over anything. He just does it. He jogs back to his spot. These guys all seem to want the other guy to do well. That's what teams do. And and so I'm just very encouraged with him um, because he is 5'9", and that's sometimes for some people they say it's a stretch, but no, he was my he was my man of the match. I like your... Uh, I'm going to notch down a little bit. I'm going to go notch down nine. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's... He's not my man of the match. Uh, but... But I'm not saying he was trash. The guy was, the guy was unbelievable. I mean, him putting in the head. I mean, I think putting your body on the line, like what he was doing. I mean, I don't know. Like soccer peers can, or you know, snobs overseas could, you know, could say one thing. Like, well, he's not really playing the right, you know, you know, the move, or you know, what I mean. But him putting his, you know, his body on the line, like heading it and shit, diving headers. You know, getting in there, you know, just you know, putting his body on the line. That's infectious. You know, that's show that's showing your team that you're willing to do anything, no matter what. And that that's what I that's what I took out of his play, because he was just, you know, I mean, I don't know what how many hitters did he have the whole game. I mean, I don't know the stats, but I mean, damn, it seemed like every in ball in the in the um, you know, in the in the in the final in the box, you know, he's heading it out. And yes, he saved Bruno from a fucking on goal like crazy. You know, doing and and it wasn't a you know and it wasn't a, a handball. You know, he got he kinda got it out in his chest. Boom. Hit it off his chest. You know, he made sure that, you know, like like I said, I knew you he would be doing. He'd be on the line, not, you know, in the um, amongst the the scrap, you know, with all the other players. But what he did, I mean, it's very, it was very impressive. And I really, I really hope he compounds him on that. And I really want him to bring that attitude that, you know, that I don't care who you are. I'm here and I'm here to play, period. And you could be Holland. You could be Harry Kane. You could be whomever you are. I don't care. You could be Cristiano Ronaldo, royalty. You know what? You come in my you come in my area, you're gonna get hurt. And yeah, I, that that spine now is stupid. You got you got Varan, you got Martinez and Casemiro as your spine. That's that's very very solid. And if he can stay consistent, three three blocks, seven clearances, two of them with his head, an interception, and four recoveries, and he actually dribbled past once. So no, the guy was all over the place. I, I loved it. Um, just hope he can do it again consistently. You mentioned Varane, see. Uh, Maguire was dropped, thank God. You know, I think I think he just 
he needs to move on. Uh, but, I'm sorry, yeah, Maguire is dropped. For Varane, if Varane stays healthy, I think he could be the leader of the back. But, you know, you saw some, you saw some, I think I saw some inconsistencies, maybe because the fact that he hasn't played that much. Um, but, again, this whole back line hasn't played together. So imagine how it's going to be five, ten games in when they're communicating better, you know, even with De Gea. But I thought uh, Varane was solid. I'd give him a solid seven for sure. Yeah, the seven, the seven's fine. I mean, I, I thought he played really well. I thought he was, you know, just he's just very smooth. That's the one thing that I, I just keep with him when I watch him. He doesn't like he's given in too much effort, but he's where he needs to be. Um, I'm, there was one play I remember. He just kind of, he kind of showed the 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 offensive player, you know, where he wanted him to go, and then he went there, and then he just slotted the ball out of bounds. It was it was a beautiful play. So, no, he was all over. More clearances actually, Malasia than eight. He had eight. He had actually four more heading clearances at six, uh, two interceptions, three recoveries, and he actually dribbled past a guy himself so um two for two on the aerial duels i mean the guy was all over the place another another you know solid performance that they're they're obviously doing it in practice he's obviously healthy um i agree with you i think mcguire needs to go ahead and you know rumors are chelsea you know if that's the if that's the word um i i don't wish him the worst I, ho I hope he does really well wherever he goes because there were moments there where he was he was at it for us but i think right now i don't know if it's the the trip to Greece. I don't know if it's the Euros. I don't know if it's the captaincy that he had. He's clearly not the same person that he was when we first bought him. And uh, I like where Varane's at. But I agree with you, man. He's injury prone. So if he can't stay healthy, um, it's it's not going to work, especially with Baye being gone. I like Lindelof. I, I think he could do a job. But uh, I think I think Varane would be great if he could just you know stay healthy the rest of the season. I mean, that's an easy fix, you see. Play him in league games, not Europa, not FA Cup, and not your favorite, the Carabao Cup. The Carabao, baby. <laughs> All right, easy. Let's get into the midfield, where I think one of these three would probably be, in my opinion, the man of the match. All right, we got McTominay. We got Erickson. We got Bruno. Where the – who – McTominay? Where, 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 what the hell? Where'd this dude come from? I mean, it's like a white man can't jump, right? When, uh, what's his name? Uh, what is his name? Wesley Snipes' character? What's his name? Oh, God. I can't remember now. And they're actually coming out with a remake of that movie. No way. Uh, I, the I, blank. I don't, I don't, I don't, Woody Harrelson is Billy Hope. Right. He was a Billy Hope. I mean, that was a Billy Hope performance, right? Of uh, of the whole like the day. I mean, he coming out like, where did that come from? I mean, where have you been this whole since you've been brought up since your academy days? I know, I know, Jose saw something in you to keep you on the club, but what he was doing, I mean, his passing was phenomenal. His defense, I'm not saying it was, it was not better than the back line. But he was doing. I mean, he was doing a job. You see, I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a solid eight. Erickson. Yeah. 
Uh, look, we can't act like Scott's never played a great game for us. He's, in fact, let's go back to the Liverpool game that he played. What was it last season? I mean, that game. I can go to the Leeds game where he was amazing. This is the thing, and I think you'll probably agree with me. And I don't know. We'll see. Scotty has that in him, but he does not have that in him consistently. He's he's someone that should definitely be coming off the bench to 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 bring a spark, to put in a tackle, to 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 hold on to the ball, to play some defense when we need it. Um, and and fair play to him. He played great yesterday. He played great yesterday. Um, his passing his through ball to Bruno was amazing. Um, he actually passed it to the right team, which, you know, that's something he's had to work on. Um, he was 83% passing. Now he only passed the ball 23 times. That's a problem when you're in the midfield, but when the other team possesses the ball for 70% of the game, you're not going to get too much of it. Um, 40 touches overall, um, successful dribbles. He was hundred percent. His long balls. He was hundred percent. His tackling was hundred percent. So when you have accurate long balls at hundred percent, that's a big deal. Successful dribbles, 100%. That's a big deal. Um, his ground duels, he won five of eight of those. His aerial, he won two of five of those. Um, when you can do that, when you can put that in consistently, and again, you got to remember, we didn't possess the ball. So it's not like the midfield had several, many touches and he only had 40 the whole game. It's not his fault. Liverpool, they possess the ball, they dominate the ball. So um, look, love Scotty shown us some great things yesterday was another one of those oh wow okay but i think as a bench player that would serve us best um i hope casemiro has a great week of practice and i hope to see casemiro starting over him i'm um, in that midfield but in that game no he was solid solid seven for sure I, i'd give him I, you know I, I thought he played really really well <laughs> i'm getting kind of tired ec and this goes to scott i mean this goes to everyone what they what what you just said? He has in his locker. Uh you know you're at the age, you when you say you have, it's like the same thing with Paul Pogba. Like we always complain, right? I mean, I complained, you didn't. They have it in their locker to do it. I mean, you come to a certain age, like 27, maybe 25 and above, that you have it in your locker and you don't do it consistently, then that means you don't have it in your locker. You know what I mean? So I'm tired of hearing that that same thing about Scott. He needs to be more consistent, like you said. You know, like you said, he needs to sh- come out and show out, just like Bruno. Because um, I'm, a, I'm I, I agree. I don't agree. I, Bruno Fernandez was my man of the match. Of the way he played, why does he play like that? I'm tired of like that whole they have it in their locker excuse. Well, no, you don't have it in your locker if you can't do it on a consistent basis. You know what I mean? It means it means you get – it's like a, a blind nut. A blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while or uh, a broken clock is always right twice a day. You know what I mean? Just because you, know, you have the ability, it don't mean anything. You know what I mean? Unless you do it consistently. And I'm glad Scott had a great game, but you're right. I mean, Casemiro – I think we'll come in and give some stability. And if Scott has that competition, I mean, if he, it, it's his, this is his time to nut up. 
You know what I mean? It's like he's going to have competition in his position, which I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he felt Fred as um, as any 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 threat, but now he is. So now hopefully competition breed. You know, competition breeds success, and so let's hope he does that. And same thing for Bruno. I think Bruno is going to have the same same um, same thing with uh, Ericsson because I think Ericsson also um, between <coughs> Bruno is my man of the match. I'll give him a ten. I give Ericsson. You know, uh, uh, high eight, low nine. I mean, Erickson was, Erickson was great too. His passing. I mean, you saw his free kick CC on Erickson. I, I was saying, uh, if Ronaldo stays, I'd rather have Erickson taking my free kicks than Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if you thought the same thing. No, I don't think I don't listen. If we're talking about attitude, I want Erickson. If we're talking about free kicks, I want the goat. No question. No question. Dang it. I couldn't I couldn't hear you. I said I bet you can count it on one hand. How many free kicks Ronaldo scored in the past five years? I, this is just me. Erickson is a great free kick specialist. He is. That you, no one can say that. I'm just, if I'm looking for a moment of brilliance, if you have, if you're asking me to pick between the two, I'm I'm probably going to go nine out of ten times. I'm going to pick CR seven. It's no slight to Erickson. You talk about okay. You just said this earlier. You know, either you have it in your locker or you don't. And I'm I'm like okay. I I can kind of under I can kind of understand where you're coming from to an extent. You know, if if I'm, you know, inside the club, outside the club doing all these great things and then I don't have a good run of games for, you know, maybe 10 or so, then OK. But I think when you're when you're talking about Scotty, I think Scotty, it, it's more of a holy crap. As opposed to some of the other guys you named when they do something, it's like, yeah, we know you can do that. Scotty, Scotty can do it. But I, I think and it's two things for me. I think it's personnel around Scotty, and I also think it's positioning. I don't think Scotty's a CDM, and that's where he's he's consistently had to play. And so it, that's kind of unfair to him, too, because I don't think he gets into the Erickson role. I don't even think he gets into the Bruno role, um, and I think that's more of, of what's up his alley. So Bruno played well. I don't know about... I don't know about tens. He, he They should have scored on his mistake when he tried to dribble out off four people. They took the ball off of him. And they were in. They should have scored. Thank God they didn't. Um, again, with the accuracy, again, with the passing, you know, we, we talked about this earlier with Scott. If you look at his accurate passes in comparison to Scott's, he was at 64% when Scotty was at 84%. And and actually, he only had one less touch, only one less touch than Scotty. Um, so he had the ball. Um, his accurate balls, 50%, or, or Scotty was better there. Tackles won. Scotty was better there. I think Bruno's tenacity, his heart, his effort, that ball he played to Malasia, I don't know. I don't have I don't I don't think there's too many people in the world that could have played that ball from their ass to put it right on his foot. That's the brilliance in Bruno that that you see from time to time where you go, what how the hell? I knew he wasn't gonna be able to play that ball. And if he did, I thought, well, he's not going to play it accurately with touch, mm-hmm. with pace, with precision. 
he did all those things. Um, um, Alanga just didn't didn't put it home. So fair play to the kid. He's doing better. He's got it. He's got to, you know, you, we talk about this all the time. If you're gonna get receive it deep, you can't be playing around. So those are the things he still has to work on. Just get it off your foot. Doesn't matter who you play it to. Just get it, give it, move around. Get it, give it, move around. He's got to get better at that. Um, and so I, I'd give him a solid six. Um, but the effort, the man, the, I loved, loved, loved. I mean, that controversial picking up the ball. It wasn't a controversial play. That's our ball. So, you know, he 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 played really, really well. There's there's a level that he can ascend to. Um, so let's let's all hope that he can uh, that he can get there. All right, see, let's uh, let's wrap it up with the player ratings uh, with the uh, Ilanga, um, Jaden Sancho, and Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I thought Jaden was the best of all of them um, up front. Um, I still Alanga's got some, some a ways to go a little bit. Um, I think Rashford, great goal scored, um, pressed decently well. I just thought Jaden for me, um, you know, and, and and Van Dyke didn't come out like he should have. But to put somebody on their butt, you know, they asked him, you know, Jaden, how did you think you had enough time? He said, I didn't really think about it. Whenever I sat Milner, Milner down, I knew someone would close. And when they didn't, I just pass it into the back of the net. So, no, I, I think the composure, the ability off the ball, tracking back, as Rashford did as well. Uh, credit to Rashford. But, uh, no, I, I think all, all, all in all, his overall game up front, I think he was the best of, of that bunch. But, again, can you do it again next week? Can you do it again the week after? Can you, you, know, can you continue to put in those type of seven, eights, you know, nines, perfect matches? Can you do that? Can you can you can you do that on a consistent basis? I think the jury's still out on all of them, on all of them. They they still have to prove that that that's who they are, not glimpses of who they are, but who they actually are as a team. Because you can you can drop off a seven, that's fine as long as the rest of the the club around you are doing eights and nines. I think that's the numbers that we're giving out for the most part. Tens, you know, if you can do that, you're giving yourself a good chance to win the game. What about? Did you say Rashford? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Rashford played well. I mean, he 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 played his game. He wants to run in behind. Liverpool want to play the ball all the way up to the line, so that's going to leave space in behind. And you know, if, if I'm doing a one-on-one race, there's not too many in the league that are going to catch uh, Rashford. So, you know, he played his game. He ran in behind. He pressed. Um, he you know didn't pass as as, as well as I as I'd want him to pass, but. Again, still playing the striker position, uh, playing quite a bit of the uh, of of the game. Again, he only had 13 passes. Five of those came off. That was it. Um, and then you, you talk about touches. He only touched the ball 32 times. So, again, it's difficult to put in a, a 10 out of 10 when the other team's possessing the ball 70, or I think you said 70, 70 some odd percent percent of the time. Um, but when he had it, when he had a chance. It was the Rashford of old. He, he put it away kind of the way that he does. And so I'll, I'll take that. So, you know, so, solid seven. Solid seven. Ilanga? Ilanga the same. Got to put that home. I know he. I know it was all there, the technique. He opened his body up, just put too much pace on it, and uh, and he hit the post. I just think for me, um, I think what he's got to work on is, you know, if, if I have the opportunity – because right now it's it's his for the taking. I do not think that's Tony's spot. I don't even think it's Rashford. I think it's his. 
to lose. Um, but when you get that opportunity and you have that chance, you got to take it. You got to seize the moment. He wasn't able to do that. Uh, felt bad for him. I did because I felt like he was hustling. I felt like he was trying. I felt like he was, you know, trying to put in a shift. But um, you, you got to have those things come off because, man, he ran his butt off. Uh, played 45 minutes, so maybe there's some some uh, issues with maybe fatigue. Um, he only passed the ball 11 times, but he but of the 11, nine of them came off. So that's always good. Um, not many touches, only 19. But again, how do you get your touches up? Well, you got to possess the ball. We didn't do that. So uh, 19 touches, you know, nothing nothing to write home about. But again, should have had a goal. Should have definitely had a goal in the first half. All right, with the intro, I give him a nine. You know, the goal, you know, you know what he did, you know, the, the pace. I mean, this is essential for the preseason, I think. I thought we saw, you know, something we haven't seen the past few matches. I'm going to give Rashford a nine as well, you see. Just maybe it's a sympathy nine, and it is. I'm giving him a sympathy nine because the fact that he scored, you see, it seemed like a weight was just lifted off his shoulders. Period. It's just, it's like, dude, all, it, it, it's like a league goal in Old Trafford. You know, all that happened after the Euros, all that happened after the injury. Last year, just being, just going from the highs of, you know, getting his MBA, MB, MBE, and then just being shat on after the Euros for missing that. You know, by his, you know his countrymen, and then having the season that he had last year, being left out of the of the, um, the English team, it was just seemed like a weight lifted off his shoulders, and you saw it in his face. So let's hope. So let's hope it projects to, you know, to, you know, to something more consistent. That's what I hope. Uh, but the you know his running, his pressure. I know there were several passes that it looked like he was a little bit tired. You know, that I think Bruno put him in through some passes and, you know, he just he didn't make the run. But, I mean, it's I'm just hoping it, it was fatigue on that end. But, I'm, again, I'm going to give him a nine. Langa, I'm going <laughs> to a seven. I'm going to give him a seven. He should have put it away. But I'm not, I'm not putting too much fault on him, on him because Allison had the angle, in my opinion. Because Allison's a big man. You know, so he was trying to, you know, get it, you know, precisely past Allison. And, you know, it's a game of inches, this game. Game of inches. Yeah. Six inches, one this way, it would have been a goal. You know what I mean? He made the right choice. He made the right decision. Should he have put it in the top net, uh, top right corner? Maybe, you know. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna harp on the kid too, too much. But, you know, he was taken off. Um, you know, at the what 60th minute, 58th minute, somewhere in there, third, 53rd minute, somewhere in there. He only got 45. Oh, so Martial, yeah, you're right. Martial came out of half. Yeah. So he only had 45 know, minutes. You know, it was, you know, that's why I'm giving him a seven. You know, he got brought off for a reason. You know, I really couldn't see it too much. Uh, it could have been fitness. I mean, he could have been fine. He just wanted to protect the kid. Yeah. So I mean, seven, I'll give him a seven. <laughs> Let's talk about real quick. You see, uh, the lineup. So we talked about no Ronaldo, no no Maguire, no Shaw. Obviously, the other one is no Martial. He's on the bench, so obviously he's fit. What I mean, he didn't start. Um, he didn't start. Martial didn't start. Rashford started. 
So the decisions of sitting down those four players and then having to come off the bench. Maguire never came off the bench. Shaw never came off the bench. So we had Ronaldo coming on at the 85th minute. If I was Ronaldo, I'd think that's a slap in my face. But, you know, he did it, you know, and he, he worked. Uh, but the Martial thing, coming on at halftime and making, a, and making an influence on the, on the match. Uh, what he was doing with him and Rashford up top, I thought was pretty good. Um, what do you think about those four, uh, those four individuals coming in um, when they came in? Or being, I'm sorry, being dropped and then coming in when they came in, those two. Uh, I mean, I think it showed a lot. Ronaldo didn't pout. He cheered when Sancho scored. He was excited about it. didn't seem fake. Uh, he was sitting next to Tony. I don't know if maybe they prepped him and said, listen, the cameras are on. You'd better get your butt up. You better be cheering. You better be happy. I don't know. Bottom line is he, he cheered. Secondly, he didn't pout. He came on. He tried. I thought that there were some issues with some of his decision-making late, and I was a little bit nervous the fact that there wasn't a defensive player coming on to kind of sure the game up because it was a little nervy after Salah scored. Um, but I was I was happy that he did his role. His Your role is to come off the bench today, um, and that's what he did. Um, there wasn't any s- stories or headlines about him, you know, saying no you know, or, or I'm not going to come in, you know, making it about himself. I was happy about that. So that made me happy. Uh, Maguire, again, if the, if the manager makes decisions and you win the game, the manager's a genius. If the manager makes a decision and we lose, then the manager doesn't know what he's doing and we all look like we're smart and blah, 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 blah. I am glad, like you, that Maguire didn't play. I, I think this is a situation where he wants out. They got about a week and a half to get it done. Um, apparently the rumors are Chelsea. I was very excited to see Varane because I just think this guy is not the answer. I think he was. He had a good little run there, a good year and a half where he was really good, and then he fell off. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's business. It's nothing personal. I wish the guy the best, but I hope not to ever see him playing again. I know that's probably not going to happen, but that's a hope. Uh, Same with Shaw. Um, You know, that last game, that last goal where it was a foot race, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, he'll get there, and he didn't. Thinking, just play the kid, and he did. And so, again, same thing with Shaw. If you look at the overall totality of his Manchester United career, you could probably go, there's one really, really good season um, where, where a lot of people thought, myself included, that he was one of the, le- the best uh, left backs in the world. Other than that, he's either injured, which is a horrible, horrible injury, setting back. Who knows what, would he, what he would have been with had not been for the first injury that he had. Um, but he had it. And, um, you know, it's business. New kid comes in, takes his spot. He probably won't get that back. And I don't think there's any rumors out there for him to to come in uh, to a different club. And I'm sure that's going to kill him because this is a World Cup year. These guys have to have games. Um, I think it's going to be hard for him to beat Malasi out at this point. But, hey, they got practice. They got practice every day. And if you look at his one of his best seasons – was when Alex Telles came in, he played out of his mind um, because he had that pressure. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure he read all the clippings and he read all of the things and, and heard about all of the, the negativity and how Malasi is great and why didn't we just 
play Malasi every game. I'm sure he read all that stuff. And so I guarantee you in practice today, he was on it. I guarantee you he was ready to roll um, and, and ready to go. So happy to not see him. I think Malasia played the entire game, um, which was great. Um, and so to see Tony come on, you know how I feel about Tony. So it, it, it goes without saying, I know he can do that, but you have to do it. Yes, I know you're aware, I know you're capable. But let me see you do it. Um, he was able to have a good game, held up the ball really well, um, had the assist, and uh, drew the foul late to, to 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 seal it for the most part. So yeah, I know he played great, but again, he doesn't have a position on that team until he earns it. This if if he has a stinker this season, I would trade him. I would look for options. I would look for possibilities. I hope it doesn't happen for him, but again, it's business. And I think the manager is in the business of getting quality players who understand his system and are going to work. I think that's what he wants. So um, fair play to him. Play great. Uh, it was it was good to see. But again, got to see it again. Can't do it one time. Liverpool, 80,000 people. Everyone's excited. You got to do it when there's 30,000 and it's not prime time and it's cold outside and you know no one's cheering for you that's when you've got to step up and show everybody that you're worth uh the 50 million they paid for you so uh so it, it was good to see but uh again keyword for me man i've been saying it all night you've been saying it all night consistency you know what are you guys going to do on saturday if, if you lay out a stinker guess what people like me and jesus we're going to talk about you we're going to talk bad about you so be consistent Play hard, understand what you're supposed to be doing, and then execute. We'll be good to go. We'll be fine. Not going to win anything, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Progression, progression. Um, you know that 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 comes with consistency. Well, speaking of, uh, you talked about fans and stuff like that. EC. Let's get into the prequel, the lead up to the match. Real quick, this planned protest, this so-called protest that's going to kick the Glazers out, how did that go? Because I'm going to tell you my opinion after you tell me yours. Yeah, so excited to see the Twitter go off. Um, Glazers out was trending. That's always good. Um, you know, pre-match, you could kind of see Sky Sports there. Had the guardrails up, um, several police officers out, and just before the match uh, kicked off, you could see, um, you couldn't even see the streets. There were so many people uh, outside, flares, green and gold, red, um, you know, just out singing songs, chanting lasers out, signs, um, all, all good things. No one got hurt. I didn't hear of any injuries. Um, it got a little rowdy. When Liverpool uh, bus pulled up, you could see people throwing drinks and who knows what else at the bus. Uh, that's, you know, again, to be expected. Um, but uh, not not their best, just, in this, just due to the simple fact that I was expecting the stadium to be empty, right? That's what I was – I was hoping they could organize to where there wasn't anyone inside the building. Um, and I told you this off air. I can't get mad at people that want to go in there. I mean, that place literally is 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 a lot of people's bucket list. If they could just watch a match at Old Trafford, especially against Liverpool, 
I can't get mad at you for going in there. Um, but I think, you know, you've been hitting that on the head for the past, I don't know, three years. The moment that we hit these guys in the pockets is the moment that um, they start to take attention. Because for me, you know, they're just hoping no one gets hurt, which no one did. And then they're hoping, well, hell, if the stadium's full, that means you got to buy a, a hot dog. And it's probably a, a puka pie or something over there. And you got to buy a soda. You know, you're probably going to buy a a uh, a uh, a flyer, you know, of all the teams and the players. You're going to probably buy a shirt. You know, I'm already here. So they're winning. You're going to get a scarf. So they're winning. So I think it was it was good in theory, the thought, the the initial jump off. But I think you and others have hit it on the head. If you really want to hurt these cats, just don't go to the game. And it's easy for me to I'm in I'm in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have a one percent chance of getting a ticket one. Then catching the plane on time, I I've got a I got about a one percent chance of actually making it in. There's people who've lived there who understand that the club came from the roots of the city. They understand that the people created the club, so they're going to have a different uh, opinion and feeling um, for those things. I don't have those same skills. I didn't start watching the club admittedly until the two, early 2000s. You know, there's people who were born their first games their first memories are of this club that's that's not the same uh for me so um, i get it i understand it but you know i think there is a way to get them out and that's to not give them any more of our cash and so we did that we did that in droves uh yesterday unless everybody decided we're not gonna have a drink we're not gonna have anything to eat i highly doubt that happened i i i believe they made a huge profit yesterday they probably laughed their ways to the bank um, so I would give the protest a solid D minus just simply due to the fact that they they went inside. And, and listen, it may not have been the protesters. Protesters might have stayed out. Um, but I, I know with my eyeballs, after I saw the streets covered with people, I then saw the stadium full of people. And that's not what you want. Solid F. You see, you see. Can I give you a, a number real quick? Eight billion. You know who's worth eight billion dollars? Who? What team? You don't know what team? Forbes came out. It came out today. Oh, I didn't see it. Is it uh, Real or or the Yankees? The Cowboys? The richest sports organization in the world is now considered by. The richest sports organization in the world is now considered by Forbes magazine to be estimated at $8 billion. Do you know who? Is it Real? Is it Dallas? You're correct, sir. Well, one of those two. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that makes sense. When's the last time Dallas won, EC? 97? That hurts me. Was it 97 or 98? Yeah. You think Jerry Jones gives a shit about winning EC? Not not at this. Not, listen, uh, this is what I'll say. I think he cares, but I also think he cares about the longevity of his kids, his grandkids, and so on and so forth. 
I think each I think he cares. I think people get a little bit of that misconstrued. But I agree with you. I understand your point. If it's a playoff game and it's more red than it is blue, I don't think Jerry's going, well, damn. I think Jerry's going, make sure you sell an extra beer. <laughs> make sure you get two hot dogs instead of one. I think Jerry's concerned about the business aspect uh, and, you know, making sure no one gets hurt. If he wins the Super Bowl, that's just gravy on top of what he's already created a dynasty. And I think that's the dilemma we find ourselves in. If anyone ever gets a chance to go to the Dallas Stadium, it's it's it is literally one of the most beautiful and I'm a and I'm a diehard Redskin fan. It is the most beautiful stadium you've ever seen in your life. And you get to see what he helped build um or I should say sustain because they were good before he got there. I really feel like he made them great. Um so yes, I agree with you. Does he really does, is he really waking up at night going, "Damn, we have to" Probably not, but he would like to. It would be nice to get another Lombardi trophy. But I agree with you. That's not probably top priority for him at this stage in his life. So uh, the Glazers on Tampa, right? Yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for those of y'all out there. They also own Manchester United. Who do you think is worth more? Oh, Manchester's worth more, no question. Um, but that's his, that's history, right? They're banking off of the history that Sir Alex Ferguson created. That's why they bought United. They didn't actually buy them. They actually used money to purchase the club for $600 million because of the success, the commercial success that is the Cowboys, that is the Uniteds of the world, that is the Liverpools of the world. The Everything that they did before these new owners got there is the reason why. I mean, Tampa Bay was literally a laughingstock of the of the NFL. It's it's no no doubt about it. Then won a championship in the early 2000s, I believe, and then they just won one uh, a couple years ago um, under the Glazers. So, no question, it's United. Worth, I think, estimated to be about five billion dollars. I believe they're worth. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but. Actually, the valuation went down last week, and since the Sir Jim Radcliffe news, the valuation for Manchester United has gone up. I don't know. I can't. I don't have the numbers right now, but it has. This is what I get about the protest again, and I, I'm no, I know I'm beating a dead horse, guys. You know, to everybody out there, um, they don't mean shit. Period. You're bitching. You're moaning. You know, you, you whatever, like all these fan channels, right? You know, we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to pro, you know, we're going to cover the protests. We're out there. Glazers out, Glazers out, like the Stratford Paddock, you know, um, the United People's TV, you know, all this, you know, you know, all these fan channels. United Stand. Do you think the Glazers really care, EC, about no. people in the fucking streets? Because you know what happened? After they, you know, after they did their little chants and glazers out, where'd they go? I'm praying they didn't go inside. But more than likely, they went inside. And again, I think me and you, we don't, I don't think we're ever going to understand what that means. And I don't mean that makes us less of a fan. Because I hate when people say that, well, you're not from here you know, you don't you don't get it. I get it. I understand why. But here's the thing. We also all are grown enough to understand 
simple mathematics in that they didn't spend a dime to to purchase the club. They haven't spent a dime of their own money on buying any of the players, even though they've spent over a billion dollars or close to buying players. If you understand that all they want is cash and you keep giving it to them, you're basically insane, right? Because that's the definition of insanity, right? So I don't think you're saying anything rude or inappropriate or, Oh, and I, and I don't think that people there get it from our perspective either. We're looking at it from a business perspective too. It's a great business model, <laughs> but you don't really care about the people. So we, if you know those two things are combined and it's been 17 years of data to back that up, then just don't give them any more money. That's the only way. I just looked it up right now. They're worth an estimated $4.6 billion. That's a whole lot of cash. And I, you're you're gonna have to school me on this. Do are they allowed to say they would like seven billion, or do they have to sell it for what the estimated value is, or there and abouts? Brother, I'm a, I ain't no uh, economist or nothing, so I couldn't tell you. But I'm pretty sure. So I don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you're gonna sell you're gonna sell it for what somebody wants it for. Is is some of these transfers that we buy, are they worth the, the money that they're worth? No. No, absolutely not. They're more, they're worth what somebody's going to pay you. You know what I mean? So, if they want a cash cow like United, uh, if they want, you know, you said four, they want five, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to win there for five. And they can they could turn around and say, oh, well, now it goes six. You know? Got you. It's just... It is what it is with that, you know, with that valuation. But this is the thing with that. You know, you talked about them, you know, this is what I get tired. I get tired of these protests because they're meaningless, EC. They are. I mean, yeah, that's bad press. It's bad press, whatever. You know what? Did you still tune in to Peacock? I mean, you I mean, you have a subscription to Peacock. I have a, you know, I pay for a subscription to Peacock. You pay for a Subscription, I'm sorry, to Peacock, bam, goes in the Glazers' pockets, period. You know what I mean? I have not bought anything in Manchester United for a long time. Just like the, just like I am with Dallas, I don't buy anything Dallas Cowboys. I watch them on TV. So, yes, I am uh, contributing to their, to their wealth. But, you know, I know people, you see, and these are true fans. These are true fans, you see. And this is what I'm saying. English fans don't fucking know what the fuck. I know true Dallas Cowboy fans that stop watching Dallas because Jerry, the way Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry back in the 80s. They watched him all through you know, Tom Landry years. And they said, you know what? I don't agree with that. I hate the Cowboys until they get rid of Jerry Jones. And pe- I know people here in South Texas like that. Now those are true fans. I think that's the thing. That that's something that English fans won't. They don't. They will never get. They didn't get to see Stallback. They didn't get to see, you know, Dorset. They didn't get to see those things transpire. So even if they watched it on a TV screen, right? They weren't in the town. They didn't get to celebrate the championships. And that's the same for us. You know, I I could tell you over and over and over again. Don't go in the stadium, man. Don't 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 do it. Don't. Don't go in there because you're going to have to buy something to eat. You're going to be hungry. I could tell you over and over and over again, but I think 
you know, and I talked to my wife about this, it's ingrained literally in their DNA, right? And and if you're, I don't know, if you were born in 2013, then you, you don't know it. They have to be learned it. But before then, if you look at Premier League success, um, we were the, we were it. We were it. There wasn't, it wasn't a competition. If you're as old as I am, right? There was competition. Liverpool was it. 70s and 80s, they were the, they were the club. So, you know, it's it's different in a sense, but I think both sides have to have that common knowledge and some of us do. You have it. Uh, I understand it. If you if you continue to support monetarily, be it through a jersey, uh be it through a ticket sale, uh even to go down to, you know, like you just said, let me let me turn on Manchester United TV. If you're doing those things, but at the same time you're saying you want them to leave, but you know their sole purpose is to make money. I mean, look at Mark Cuban. We all know Mark Cuban was a fan. He was an actual Dallas Mavericks fan. He became a billionaire. He bought the team. We all know that with everything he has in his heart, the only thing he wants to do is win. He only wants to win. That's different. The Glazers looked at this and said, if we can just get united, we have a cash cow until we die. We don't have to use any of our own money. Are you kidding me? These fans are going to show up regardless. We don't even have to go to the games. (laughs) This is perfect. And that's what they've been doing. So I I, I applaud people going out there. I really do. But um, if you're not going to consistently do it every day, which you're not, if you're not going to do it every game, which you're not, it's it's it goes in one ear and out the other. So, like I said, shout out to all the people that went out there and and did that. But I would give it a solid D plus, at best, uh, at best. You see, see, it amazes me that these people just they think that these these billionaires are just gonna buy it for fun and say, you know what, take my money. They don't see it as a business. It's just amazing to me. They're like, well, the, the Sheik Monsieur doesn't, you know, puts in billion dollars and doesn't take it out dividends. And these people don't do it. I mean, yeah, that's kind of their toy. You know what I mean? But look at them. You know what I mean? It's a fucking business. You know what I mean? It's an investment. I don't know anybody. Do you want to return to the investment? Everybody does. Everybody does. And that, and, and like, that's what I'm saying. I think that when they hear that, they go, well, you don't get it because it's not a business. It's it's our religion. And I'm like, no, I, I listen, I know you love them. I get it. I get it. But if you continue to pump the money in, they're just going to take it. And they're going to say thank you. <laughs> they're going to say thank you very much. But they're going to just take it and keep taking it. And the, I think the moment that the evaluations start going down and further down – and people start turning on the TV and they start saying, why is nobody at the game? Like, do you guys, are you guys just going to watch it on TV? Like, is that, is that what we're doing now? If that starts happening and then the revenue starts going down and then they have to start laying off employees, that's, that's how you change the management system, right? It's not, it's not America. We, we talked about this offline. If this was a situation where, you know, they had a cap and there was 32 teams and mm-hmm. the commissioner came in and said, you know, sorry, we don't like the way that your fans protest every week. And we don't like the fact that no one comes to your games because the TV looks stupid. 
then the pressure starts to mount. Um, but these guys can sit in Tampa Bay, Florida, get a good tan, drive a brand new Bugatti, whatever they want to drive, pull out $20 million every three months. They could do that till they die. And all we would do is, 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 is put in hashtag lasers out. That's all that would continue to happen if people continue to go to the game. So I know it's hard. I would trust me. Can you imagine if somebody told you and me, Hey, you just want a free trip to Manchester. We'd go to the game. We'd go to the game. We would go to the game. Uh, and, and as much as I would hate to do it, I don't know about UEC. I'm a true fan. I would, I, I would go to the game and I'm going to tell you what I would, I would take that experience I wouldn't do it again, just out of solidarity. But I, I remember the first time I saw them. You remember the first time you saw them. It was magical. So, again, I get it. I, I, I understand it. I get it. Getting to see Wayne Rooney play, all the, all the video games I played, all of the TV I watched. Yep. I saw him play live. It was crazy. It was insane. He scored a goal. I still have it on my phone. It's, it's, it was an insane moment. Um. Like you said, the Stallback fans, the, the fans that get it, um, those are the ones that you're like, man, that's 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 difficult to do because I can guarantee you those same fans were diehards at every game they could get to, watching on TV every time they had a chance, bought jerseys, you know, made sure their kids had Cowboys uh, uniforms and cheerleading outfits for their daughters. I'm sure they did all those things, you know? And then, you know, what happens? The business side cuts through and you just feel like you got played. And that that that's the part that sucks. I get I can tell everyone on this podcast. My dad's one of them. Uh, he's one of them because they fired Jerry Jones. Let's put it that way. So he and my mom always get pissed off and argue with each other on Sundays for what they're gonna watch because my mom wants to watch the Cowboys, and my dad says, "Fucking my my mom wants to watch the Texans." I feel bad for her. <laughs> Anyways, because we brought in Casemiro. And let's get this real quick because we're uh, running, we're pressed for time here. Uh, we brought in Casemiro. <laughs> I have issues with it, good and bad. You see, I have issues the fact that we signed a thirty-year-old on a four-year contract, and then we signed a thirty-year-old on a sixty million dollar, I think sixty million dollar plus. Um, Ten million add-ons. Ten million add-ons. Also. He's going to get paid close to 300. He's going to be about the third highest player, paid player of the team at 30 years old. That's what I have issues with. What I don't have issues with, EC, is the fact of the stability he's going to bring to the back line. But how for how long? You know, it's 30 years old. And also, I have a bone to pick with everybody at you know, it has, you know, like, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself. Everybody was, you know, <coughs> you know, saying stuff about Casemiro being 30. Nobody said shit when fucking Liverpool got uh, Thiago Alcantara, right? Yeah, they didn't pay as much, but he's 30, and they're relying on his ass. Every, I mean, all I heard yesterday, well, they didn't have Thiago in the midfield. You know, they didn't have Darwin Nunez. He's 30. He's up there in age. So why, What? I mean, this guy played for the top, you know, top of the table at Real. Yes, he had Tony Cruz. 
and Luka Modric, which Luka Modric is, what, EC, like 35? He's got to be all of 35 years old. He's old. And who did they beat, you see, in the Champions League last year? They got to the final. He played amazing. He led the league in tackles last season. This guy, we've been crying about a CDM for I don't even know how long. I know I have. I know you have. He's top five right now. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a catch-22 for me to be like, I love the signing, but I kind of don't like the signing, just the longevity of it, period. I love the signing for right now. Yes, we need it. And I know we, we talked about him and you, you know, said James Gardner. He can, you know, you know, kind of like be a mentor. Let's hope they, they take that. But if it's going to be for another four years as a CDM, in the Premier League, it's not La Liga. You know what I mean? So injuries are coming. In my opinion, I, I don't. I hate to put the curse on him. I don't want to no put no curse on him, but for him to last four years in in uh, at thirty years old in uh, the Premier League, it, it's inevitable. So that's what I'm kind of worried about: the longevity of it and how much you're paying. What do you think? I think it's a good signing. Um, this is something that I've wanted forever. This this guy is a is a serial winner, a leader. Um, somebody who understands what it takes to be in the trenches. Um, he's 30 years old. Um, Nemanja Matic, who just left our club, who was, it was about that time, he's actually 34. So, and he's playing for Roma, which I know people don't rate the uh, Italian league. I do. But uh, I think, you know, Casemiro, if he can play top level for the next two seasons, um, I think it's I think it's money well spent. Um, you know, one of the things that I think I know I get caught up into doing is, you know, you ask for something like a little kid and then you get it and then you go, oh, I, uh, you know, I don't want that, that guy. Why couldn't we got a 25 year old, uh, you know, uh, CDM? Why couldn't we've gotten Indeedy? You know, that, that type of, of, of narrative starts to creep in. So. I'm not in that camp. I think this guy is going to be amazing for us. I think if you look at the spine of uh, Rafael Varane, Martinez, and now Casemiro, now we're talking a little bit. And if Delot can do his thing, if Malasia can do his thing, now now you're looking at a a a solid defense. You know, midfield starts to wake up a little bit. You know, if the strikers can do their thing and press starts it with those guys, then I think you get to a, a point where, you know, stuff starts looking a little different. So I'm excited. I uh, I think that fans should be excited. Um, it takes the time to adjust. So I hope that fans can kind of, you know, just give them time to adjust. It's, it, he's not afraid of a fight. So that that's something, again, when you, when you lead the league in tackles, um, you know, again, I know people, you know, the prim's the best, the prim, nobody, if you can't play in the prim, you can't, these guys, you know, held their own in Champions League, you know, played Chelsea, uh, in the final, you know, played really well, uh, you know, 
this is a good club. This is a good club he's coming from. There's there's no there, he's no there's no slouch. Um, you know, again, you just hope that it's a situation where um, Liverpool, excuse me, beat Liverpool in the final. Um, so that you know, you talk about going up against English clubs. Um, he's done that before at the highest level on the biggest stage, um, and 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 came up came up a winner. So I'm excited for him to, to come in. This you know, we said midfield, we said uh, CDM, we said center back. Erickson, Casemiro, Martinez. It's not bad. And I don't, you know, the transfer window is not over. I still think they're in for a couple more players. Um, so, you know, and you got January, right? So if, if it doesn't, if they don't get everyone in, they want to get in. You still have the January transfer window uh, this season as well to get players. Cause I, I really think this is going to be, and I know I've said this before, but we're talking about transfers this is the season you're going to want to have a long, lengthy bench because if if they're playing really, really well, well, they're going to go play in the World Cup. If they're playing like crap, it's not good for us, uh, and so it it kind of goes hand in hand. So you want to have you want to have backups. You you want to have people who are ready to come and play while while the superstars um, are gone uh, playing in Qatar, and I think he's going to be one of them. Um, I think he'll play for Brazil. This will be his last World Cup. Um, and I think at that point, you know, who steps in? You know, is it back to Scotty? Do they call back Garner? You know, what what is the what you know what what what's kind of the uh, the, the the solution uh, once Casemiro's out? Speaking of, um, we'll bring in some more talent. It seems like there's Anthony is pretty much. It seems like it's going to be a done deal within the next week, week and a half. He, uh, Manchester now met his valuation at $80 million, And now Ajax is kind of uh, backtracking, which is kind of pissed off Anthony. You know what I mean? And he's very, apparently he sat out some training last week, and now he wasn't included in the, in the team this weekend. We also have Gakpo. The, again, Ford uh, that we're in. And, again, Frankie de Jong is coming back into the into the news. Because it, whatever Barca's doing to piss him off, to force whatever they want to force, because they want him out because of his wages, they're doing it. They put him at center back, you see, this weekend. I know you watched the match, so give us, uh, give us some con- context. For this, uh, for what they what they're doing with him, but I think it's what do they want? They want this dude to put in a transfer request. That's it. Is is that what they're is that what they're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, for lack of a better way to pronounce it, yes, they want him to essentially say, "Look, I'm out." And I, you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you if you told me you're saying, "Okay, hey, you know." I know we owe you 17 million, but if you could just go ahead and leave, that would be great. Um, and so, yeah, they put him at center back. He didn't play a horrible game, but he didn't play a great one either. The first, the only goal that uh, was scored on them, they played uh, Real Sociedad, was his fault. Is he a center, back? Is he, is he a yeah. center back? he played center back for most of the match. So what? What essentially what they did was they said, okay. We're going to have 
Christensen, who they just brought in. We're going to have Garcia, who they brought in, Arejo, and we're going to move you back and forth. So it was like he was a center back, and then he'd drop into a – or move up into a six, and center back, drop into a six. They were trying to get him to play kind of in that back four, so they were moving him back and forth. If you looked at it with your eyes, the majority of the time he was playing center back. He was not comfortable playing center back. Um, I think personally, you're hitting it on the head. They're looking at him saying, "Look, if you could just if you could just leave, <laughs> if you could just leave, that would be great." But again, it's, it wasn't horrible. He touched the ball. If you're talking about pass accuracy. How sixty? How sixty-one out of sixty-two for ninety-eight percent? That's pretty damn good. Uh, touch the ball. How many touches of the ball overall? Eighty-four. That's pretty damn good. Sorry, sorry, seventy-nine touches. That's pretty damn good. Um, successful dribbles, one of three. Accurate crosses, one of one. Accurate long balls, three of three. So it's not it's not horrible his play. I just think it's horrible playing him out of position. You know, for the majority of the game, which, which he played 84 minutes and then was subbed off, um, you know, he's not really getting a chance to play, you know, defensive mid or or play in that number six role. He's more playing in a in a center back position, which is not um, to his strong point. They didn't lose the game. His mistake led to the one goal. They won four to one. But um, I just think it's not a a, a travesty or a crime. It's business. Again, we go back to business. It's that. Um, and I think United is still going to try their best to get him, um, which I wish they would. I, I, you know, I w- it'd be great to see him playing next to Casemiro, giving Erickson a break or taking Erickson's spot. It'd be great to see. I mean, this guy dribbles. The, he could dribble past you like it's no tomorrow. I mean, I've, I've seen him do it countless times. So it'd be great to have him. Um, it'd be great to have Anthony. It'd be great to have all these players. But again, um, you actually have to have Fabrizio Romano tweet it for it to be real. That's kind of how I feel about it. And until I see that, it's just going to be this dramatic saga um, that's going to go on probably this this whole season. Because like I said, I don't think Barca's going to budge. I really don't. I think I think they're going to stick to their guns. He'll play, which he did. Um, you know, and Ansu Fati's not getting a, a big lead. And I'm going off topic, but I think. I think they're going to play him, so I can't say he didn't get a chance, but I don't think they're going to give him exactly what he wants. I, for him, pride has—I mean, pride has to come into it, right? They know they—they know they're sandbagging his ass. You know what I mean? What is your pride? You know what I mean? Seven million, seventeen million. You know, I'd eat my pride for seventeen million, but that's just. Poor little old me, you know what I mean? What what's Manchester gonna offer for you know for you? You know you could, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's different, right? I know his agent wants to do you know get the max out of the monies, and Barca's uh, Barca's a shit for them to do this. Pisses me off because of what they're doing. They're banking on the future. They're like worse. They're like they're like the Trump organization, pretty much. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, you know, they're like, you know, let's build Trump Towers and and let's stiff the fucking worker. You know what I mean? Let's get bankrupt several times and let the fucking people bail you out. That's what these people are. I mean, Barcelona is like, that's what they look like. You look like a trash organization uh, selling off everything. Like, you're selling like, you're like a, 
I don't know, it's probably too young for everybody that knows. You remember Gone with the Wind when what's every she was selling everything, you know, like she was like making curtains, uh, dresses out of curtains and shit. You know what I mean? That's what Barcelona looks like. Just to try to win, you know, try to bring these players in. You look at a trash organization. They can't put the, you know, they're looking, you know, next month, who's going to pay the light light bill? Because you have poor management. Put it, put it that way. I mean, it's just trash. I mean, I, 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 hate, I hate Barca, period. I've hated them for years. And this, this goes to show that they're a trash organization. Period, um, and so is fucking Javi, cunt. Anyways, um, yeah, that's uh, we'll get more into transfers next week because I know Cristiano has a message that he wants to send, or he has a he has a statement that he wants to release after when the transfer window closes. Uh, there's Harry Maguire, maybe possibly going to Chelsea. We'll see. Uh, let's see if Manchester gets some some of these. Uh, transfer targets across the line. They're looking for a goalkeeper. Should that be trouble for Deja? Who knows? Alrighty, see, let's finish this up because we have Southampton. Unfortunately, we have Southampton at 6.30 in the morning on some, on Saturday. Are you going to be up for the match? Yeah, but I thought it was, is it not 7.30? I saw 6.30 Central. I thought it was 7.30. Hold on. You scared me because I was like, it's not that bad. It is definitely 630. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get up. <laughs> I hate to say it. You know me. I'm going to I'm definitely going to get up. Um, it's just, it's one of those ones. I really want to get that feel, that vibe. I want to see if they're on it. So, yeah, I'll be up early in the morning or early to bed Friday, early up Saturday morning. I don't mean I'll get my little nap on after the game's over, but uh, yeah, no, I'm. I've never been more intrigued, and I was intrigued to watch the Liverpool game because I wanted to see how much we're going to lose by. Now I'm intrigued to watch this game to see how consistent we're actually going to be um, in in playing this team. So, nope, I'm, I'm. I'll be up. I'll be watching. I'll be you know sitting there, you know, looking at the lineups. Looking to see who uh, who starts, who doesn't. So speaking of the lineup, and then, what's your line of prediction? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the same back four with, from Delot, Martinez, Maguire, and Malasia. I think he will start Casemiro. I think he will. I think I don't think he comes off the bench. I think he he plays. I think he plays next to Erickson. I think Bruno sits in the 10. Uh, I have a strong feeling he's going to play Rashford, Sancho, and Tony. I don't want him to. I, I really like Tony off the bench, earning it, fighting. Now, listen, he comes off. If he starts, he has a worldly great. But I think he's going to do the Rashford, Sancho, Tony thing. Um. This is a game where I really do think Southampton is going to come at us. I really do. I really think that the 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 word on the street is go at them. Um, I don't think there's a fear factor. We're on the road again, so the the fans are going to be amped up. St. Mary's is going to be rocking. Um, and so 
you know, I just I, I just got a feeling he's not going to go with Alonga. Alonga will be off the bench. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's what he's going to wind up doing. I like the yes, the same back line. You're correct. <coughs> He'd be an idiot to change that. I mean, I'd have to question his mentality if he puts McGuire back in. <coughs> Excuse me. Where I differ from you, I think he's going to start McGuire. I mean, McTominay. I think he's going to ease Casemiro into the game because it's, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't, even Southampton, Southampton, you know, they're not, they're not a pushover. You know what I mean? No. There's no scrub. There isn't any in the league. There's nothing in the league. So I would like to see Casemiro come out the bench to get his beak wet. You know what I mean? Get a little taste. And then he can start, you know, the next, the following match. Uh, due to the fact that Scott did so good this past match, uh, is this evidence to where I think Scott should start to ease Casemiro in. Not because Scott's better than Casemiro. It's because it's to ease him into the game, to ease him into the, it's like, you know, you don't get, you don't, I mean, you just put your toe in the, you know, you put, you put your little foot in the pool, you know what I mean, to get the water, you know, okay, the water's a little cold, and you have to get acclimated, and whatnot. So I think that's what he should do. I, if he does that, we'll see. But I'll question is I'd question Ten Hag's uh, coaching if he puts Heron back in the lineup. That's where I'd be like, fuck that, man. This dude doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Because everybody knows Harry Maguire is pretty much the cancer on this team. <laughs> I hate to use that word. I know it's a, it's a horrible term, but he is just the Debbie Downer of this organization. So he needs to go. Um, the midfield, <clears throat> yes, Bruno and Erickson for now would, would you know, would, would suffice. Because I think, I thought both, both played. Up top is where I'm kind of, I question what he's going to do. CR7 doesn't sit on the bench two games in a row. Especially for that long, you see. <laughs> you know, and I know that, right? I think he's gonna start Ronaldo up top. He's gonna have Rashford on the uh, off the uh, off the left and Sancho on the, on the right. See, I mean, and again, this is where next week we're gonna talk about. I think CR7 needs to go for the progression of this team. I love what he's done for the club, the you know everything, but. If we want to progress in having multiple parts up top, you know, like if we get Anthony in, if we get Gakpo in, you know, having these players interchangeable, uh, having a constant CR7 up top, even though he brings goals, uh, would not fit our system. But <laughs> you're not going to put, I mean, it's like, you don't put baby, it's like, what is it, dirty dancing? You don't put baby in the corner, right? Uh, baby's gonna, you know, dance, and you don't put baby in the corner for one full match or what, 85 minutes of one match, and give him a taste, and then sit him on the bench the next. If that happens, you, if that happens, EC, you know Ronaldo's out. Come, uh, come the following Friday, and that's what I like to see. 
That's what I'd like to see. No, I'm saying like to see. That's what I'd want to see. If if he benches him, you know Ronaldo's not going to be back at United uh, come the come the end of the transfer window. Yeah, I I I, I think when we we talked right before the match, and I saw the lot. You sent me the lineup, and I saw it. I thought, well, damn. He's really putting his foot down. I honestly think, and I could be way off, and maybe Ronaldo's good enough at faking it for the week and pressing all practice and doing everything he needs to do to be the best for Ragnick come Saturday. Because I think he's playing the best player. I honestly think that if the players have the same week they had before the Liverpool match, I think he's going to sit him. And I don't, and I don't think it's a slight to Ronaldo. I think he's just saying to himself, "You're not the future of the club. You're just not. I need you to press the whole game. I don't need you to press for five minutes. I need you to press for eighty minutes, close to ninety, and then I can take you out. I can pull you out, but I need. It starts with you. And I think if he knows, because there's no secret that's not in his DNA. He has not become the best defensive player in the world he's become the best scoring threat that the the soccer world has ever seen because of the fact that when it's time to go get it he's got all the energy in the world that's from players that's from coaches that's who he is so i just hope that for his sake and for ours the last that i want to see him is you know 80 minutes the game's done and dusted you need him on to hold it up to keep the ball, um, but I would I would like to see Rashford or Tony up front. I mean, I I just I hoped and hope and hope that that's what happens. I, you're right. I, I understand what you're saying completely, and it makes it makes total sense. I just hope to God that it doesn't happen. Let's go predictions. Ugh. Golly, these freaking guys. I'm gonna go with a. Two to one victory, United. I agree. Two one sounds like a good round number right there. Not round, but there's yeah, threes are kind of round. But anyway, uh, I agree. You know, three. You know, two two one is a is a great a great number. I think it's consistent. Uh, I just want to see more tenacity, or the same tenacity. I'm sorry, uh, especially. Like we played last last year, it seemed like we played well away than we played at home. So let's take that tenacity away because we're we're away at Southampton, right? Yes, it's out Southampton at St. Mary's. So let's take the same tenacity like we did last year, every like when we played away and not at home, to Southampton. And I think you're right, two nil, two one, two one, two one's a good score because you know we always have that. That goal that gets us down, but let's see what happens. But I think um, I think both goals will be scored by CR7. You see, because he's gonna he's gonna play, and I'm not saying that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm just letting you know. I think both goals can goals <coughs> will be scored by the man, and Casemiro will play pretty much for 30 minutes. Oh, that's my prediction, guys. Well. That is the end of episode 101. You see, this is a this we're a this is our first this is our first podcast in the new century. You see, 
Move it like I said, and I think we talked about it off here, man. Onwards and upwards, bro. That's what that's what we're doing. So just looking at them again today, man. There. Do you know they just played today? Yeah, they played closed doors tomorrow, right? They played they played Cambridge United in the EFL Cup. Whatever. So kinda a nobody. They beat him three nothing. But uh Kind of to our advantage as far as fitness is concerned. Because they played their dogs. So. Interesting. I lost you. What is the EFL Cup? What is that? That is. I'll see. Is the FA Cup? No. No, not FA. That's. Uh, I don't care about Cup. How many I'm trying to. I'm trying to pull it up. Anyway, ZZ. What the hell that is? It's it's like a Carabao. Let's sign off to our fans. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's sign off to our fans, ZZ. Thank you, guys, for everything you've done. Uh, we'll be here next week. Next week should be a better, I mean, a more intense, because we're coming up to the wire of the transfer news. So uh, we might push it back to the end of the transfer window. Who knows? But... You know, we're here for some good content. So, you know, tune in, grab a beer, and have fun. Lucky Diaz, where you at? Very